the bump out recognises and acknowledges the sovereignty of the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the Adelaide Plains region. We pay our respects to Elders past and present, and to all Ghana people on whose lands we live and learn. We recognise and acknowledge the damaging impacts of colonisation and the strength and resilience of the Ghana people, and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples throughout Australia. Now, you'll never guess who's just walked in. Actually, you probably can guess. We've got the very special Juliet. Juliet, how are you doing today? I'm so good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Did you get out in the sun today? Yeah, but not as much of a tan as I'd like. Ah, oh, that's fair. But coming here is pretty wild. I, mm. I said to Cameron before, listeners, that this was the, the Tribe FM uh, venue was actually my old kindergarten, and I've not been here since I was four years old, so it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's crazy how buildings just get repurposed so repurposed and my whole like four-year-old self is going wild i have all the memories are is there back. like is there like if you peel a poster off the wall will there be like a little crayon drawing there'll be like me and the boy i had a crush on oh, like yeah. carved into the tree yeah out the back. there's tons of trees there yeah. will be that, that'll four still be old. there that'll <laughs> still be there um so you've been a musician for quite some time we just heard strangers which mm. was one of your is that your latest single or? that is my latest single yeah, yeah congratulations thank you so much i've been uh singing since i was like well forever four years old mm. Uh, but I started actually like getting serious about it when I was about mm, probably 12. Um, and I started writing songs in my bedroom and my first ever like performance on stage was when I was 15. So it's been a long time. I'm 22 now. Mm. Seasoned pro. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you've got, you've got a lot of singles out there. You've yeah. Got, I think that's the way tracks. that the industry is mm. going as an independent artist. Mm. Um, I think it's not cost effective to just put out an album unless mm. you have you know a couple hundred thousand to a million yeah, fans I, plus when uh, earlier today i was just sitting down like going through going through stuff for the show and i was thinking i remember in year 10 i think it mm. was i recorded i recorded one of your like i was like a music assignment or oh something and no. i recorded i wish i i wish i had it i don't you can relax i'm so you can relax. glad that you don't i yeah it was recorded in like our high school music room oh, i bet that is some quality oh, i wish i could find it i i think I think it's either on a school computer or I, I remember making you a CD. Mm. So you probably have the only copy of the original Junior Oliver. I bet I'll find it in like 10 years time. Oh, a relic the of the past. Of my closet. Mixed by yeah. yours truly. Oh, classic. So, so I mean, everyone everyone has heroes. Mine's Don Dunstan. What's, mm. who's, who's yours? What's, Don Dunstan. Don Dunstan. I don't know who that is. He, oh, yeah. You've you've now set you've started the train that's gonna rail Here down. We go. So Don Dunstan, he was a premier of South Australia in oh, like the seventies. That's uh, an interesting yeah. idol. Oh to yeah, have. it is, but he's just a mad lad. Is he? He is. He was like a loose, very loose premier. Okay. Um like the so before it was Her Majesty's, it was called the Trivoli. Yeah. And so this is Her Majesty's Theatre up in the city. And before it it was gonna be turned into a car park. And Don Dunstan was like, He's nah. Actually, now you say it, Dunstan. Yeah. There's, there's the Dunstan yeah. Playhouse. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Go. So Don Dunstan was like, yeah, actually, I'll just buy it. He's the hero that saved the Yeah, arts. yeah, he is. Yeah, he just bought it. <laughs> what a dream. I got, I'm not sure. I, I, I've always been told that he bought it out of his own pocket. Okay. But I don't think that's true. I don't think that can be Imagine. true. I think it's, it's probably taxpayer money. Well, that's a nice, like if you ever get really rich, Cameron, yeah. I hope that you'll go yeah. and 
by Hopgood Theatre. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have a playhouse. Imagine the, the Johnston the Playhouse. The Cameron Johnston Playhouse. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. That would be pretty fun. Uh, but that's mine. So who's yours? Who's uh, oh, where do I start? Um, it's changed over the years, I think. Let's I got into start at the music. Beginning. Yeah. yeah. My, I, so I started in country music, of all things. Um, my parents were never into country music. I was never into country music. Obviously, it's not. The preferred genre no, that no. our generation holds. You'd be surprised though, because I I play one country song a week. Well, that's pretty. Actually, that's a good innings. Let's and, be honest. And I the, I don't get a lot of feedback, but the feedback I get is more. But you know what? People talk a lot of crap about mm. country music, but there is so many like such closet a country music fans, and a lot of country music these days is not what you would expect it to be, the kind no. of ringing, like old school, the heavy bass line, yeah. whatever. It's not that. Um, but for me, my parents went into it, uh, but they did give me a Foxtel account. Ooh. And I had the Disney Channel. On the Disney Channel was Hannah Montana. Oh, of course. We were playing a bit of Miley before. We were playing a bit of Miley. <laughs> and I was like, great choice. Um, but obviously, Miley, her dad is Billy Ray. And that speaks for himself. Yeah, but her course, godmother yeah. is Dolly Parton. And yep. I I think from the first episode, I went and made my mum buy me a Hannah Montana wig on eBay. I had a Hannah Montana birthday party. Um, I wanted to be her and doing that research, I found Billy Ray and more importantly, I found Tolly Parton and it was, it, I don't know, I just, it was a natural flow for me. I just got this twang in my voice. Can I, can I, <laughs> can I make a confession? Please. Probably until about, probably until Wrecking Ball came out. Yeah. I couldn't, I had no clue who was Miley Cyrus and who was, I didn't know like oh. what one was the character. Mm. I, I could never remember if but Miley you know, Cyrus was the real, Miley Cyrus is definitely the singer. And yeah. Hannah Montana is the character in the show. I know that now, but for like an embarrassingly long time. But let's be honest though, that was the magic of it. You yeah, just, yeah, you, you just never knew. know. Yeah, and yeah. that's why it was yeah. Disney's biggest hit. Yeah. But uh <laughs> And your biggest hit. <laughs> little, by the sound my of it. biggest still is. Yeah, but um I was just obsessed with that and I found from Dolly, you go back in country and I loved the history of Patsy Cline and Linda Ronstadt. Um, and their music, which is still, believe it or not, so timeless. Not a lot of people listen to, say, Patsy Cline music, but her songs are, and her songwriting is just like, it's relatable now. And mm. that's what really got me about country music is it's just, it is literally stories of your life put to song mm. and it's so relatable. Um, and from that, I then fell into Taylor Swift, which of course I think every... Every young teenage girl loves Taylor Swift and that encouraged me to start writing songs. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of kids might have journaled or had a diary and I I didn't. I just got my guitar and kind of put music yeah. to the diary. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a lot more productive than I think my I childhood. <laughs> Some of them were pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe one day, maybe one day we'll play, we'll play, we'll dig it out and yeah. we'll, pl we'll play them. Well, I still, I still know the first song I ever wrote. <laughs> It was uh, year six oh. about a, a boy who oh, I was madly is. in love with. Always is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's go to a, let's have a couple of songs. Um, have you heard of Rex Orange County? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely not country. Definitely, I really like, I really didn't so plan far the other <laughs> <way>. <laughs> didn't plan this out very well. I don't think there's any country lined up for this That's entire okay. interview. I but mean, maybe it will encourage people to be like, I'll go and listen to that. Did, did you um did you do the Spotify Wrapped? Um. The problem with that for me is that my dad shares a Spotify account oh, and my dad just okay. plays like my own music yeah, to try and like get my you. Spotify account out. So it was like my own favorite artist yeah. is myself yeah. and that's pretty embarrassing. So for those of you that don't know, Spotify is a music streaming service and every year 
they spit out a bunch of data about who you listen to the most, how much you listen to. Um, and this next song is called Best Friend by Rex Orange County. This was my number one. This, nice. I've streamed this That's song, I think cool. it was something like 79 times this year. Wow. Which is quite a lot. It's a lot of hours. It is a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, but there is a language warning on this one. But yeah, this is, uh, bad. This is uh, Best Friend by Rex Orange County. That was a group called Goldmember with their song, Sweetest Thing. And before that, we had my number one song of the year, Best Friend by Rex Orange County. We have Juliet Oliver in the studio. Juliet, how are we feeling? Feeling so good. What do you think of, what do you think of uh, Sweetest Thing? A little whistle yeah, in there? Yeah, I liked it. It's yeah. real alternative. It's not my usual uh, vibe, but no. I do need to expand. So mm. thanks for I am sorry I didn't, I didn't make more of a country... <laughs> I really, there's a real missed that's opportunity. That's okay. There. All I listen to is country. So yeah, that's true. Let's true. Mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, mix it up. Um, so, so you've released. How, do you know how many singles you've released? Yeah, I um released an EP, which was totally self-written um, when I was 18, uh, and that was really cool. It was like a weird experience. You know, it mm. was songs that I had written over the course of my high school experience. And then hearing them come to life was really unique. Uh, and then my latest two singles, Strangers and Blame It on the Song, uh, they were kind of a little more commercial for me. I went over to Sydney, recorded those with um, a big producer over there um, and released those um, through like predominantly community radio, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And um, country music, I'm so lucky the whole community is so tight-knit mm. and supportive like people are die-hard fans in australia oh, yeah, 100%. and they really get on board with the independent mm. little artists like myself yeah because you've done um you've done quite a few tamworth country music so festivals many. and tamworth is unique in itself of in that it's not like any other festival mm. where the artists are not just the artists they're um you know they enjoy the festival themselves. You walk down the street, you meet with them and they'll take a photo with you and have a chat with Aww. you. It's, yeah, it's a really cool um, community. People are mm. friends rather than um, rivals, mm. which is cool. Yeah, wow, wow. So um, are you self-managed? Yeah, I totally. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm strongly of the belief no one is going to work harder than you work for mm. yourself. It's a good philosophy to have. Yeah, and um, I don't know, I'm... <laughs> One of these that's like, I'll just keep knocking on doors no matter how many times they're closed. I think that's, if you're in the music industry, that's what you've got to be like. And I've Mm. been in the industry since I was 15. So, um, and going as hard as I can at it, it's a little difficult being in Australia and being in Adelaide Mm. um, and particularly in the times in which we live. Yeah, exactly. But I think being self-managed and not being with a label is actually really beneficial Mm. the whole music industry is not what it used to be where it would be i still have people who say to me oh when are you gonna get signed and get a record deal and it's like oh well it doesn't really work like that i have a lot of friends who are uh quote unquote signed Mm. to like universal or sony but they're not really they've got Mm. deals that distribute their music um but it's not what it used to be where you get a budget yeah and yeah Yeah, i imagine would most of your revenue so you probably don't make too much money from the actual album. It's probably more no, from the tours and absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Live shows. Merch yeah. would be the big one. Oh, absolutely. Merch and live shows is where it's at. I, uh, particularly as an independent artist, you need that product and you need to invest in um, recording and getting a good quality product. That's your can of beans, mm, isn't it? That yeah. you put on the table. Um, 
to get you those live shows. Mm. But if you're expecting to make a million bucks, yeah. <laughs> enough to set you up for life, it's unless you've got that one hit wonder, yeah. it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I feel like Ed Sheeran could probably get away with that. But Damn you, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but management companies, speaking of management companies, there's this, uh, we'll listen to him, he'll be the next song, but we his name's Russell Stewart. He's okay. out of Scotland. He's yeah. got this banging track called Midsummer, And... It was that thing where he was just like, he only had that one track on his Spotify. I went onto his Instagram. He was like, ah, oh, yeah, I just made that one song. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's sort of just like a hobby. And I was like, I need to speak to this dude. Yeah. Like, like imagine having like an international guest. Um, so I sent him a message. I sent his management company. I sent them an email. Mm. And then I also messaged them. And it took like probably like four messages. I like Shawshanked them. I was like, you know, sending them a letter <laughs> through my prison cell every day. Yeah. Um, but no, I was, I, I sent a message every, like every day. I was like, oh, dude, I want this guy on my show. Like, it has mm. to be like, it could be like a five minute interview. I just want to chat to this guy and how he can produce, like, why is he only producing one song? Um, and his management company got back to me and were like, yeah, we're, we're in Scotland and don't see the point of doing an interview in South Australia. That's just so limiting. Like I think um, perhaps that was because it was his management company. I know if an international uh, no matter how big or small, yeah. radio station reached out to me. I'd be like, "Yes, any airtime yeah, I can yeah, get. Let's exactly. hustle. Let's go." Yeah, and like yeah. he could, he could, he could put on his resume internationally recognized artist. Yeah, that's all you need. Is no one needs one? to know that it's out of Wollonga. No and one you know, needs to know. It, the whole, I think, whether it is music or it's any other kind of avenue, that whole fake it till you make it. Mm. You only need oh, one yeah. thing to give oh, credibility. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. One opportunity. But. <laughs> Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. They were like, oh, it's a little bit random. I was like, oh, is, this is the, this could be the ticket random. that you're waiting for. Do you know what industry you're in? Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> the just, music industry maybe, is maybe random. That's, maybe that's why he only had one song. Maybe. He has since released another song uh, that I will probably not play on this show. Okay. Um, I haven't got it ready with me today, but we'll listen yeah, to I like this one more. I like this one more. Good. This one's this one's a bit better, so we might jump into it now. Uh, so this is Midsummer by Russell Stewart. You're listening to The Bump Out on your Tribe FM. You're listening to The Bump Out on your Tribe FM. That was Midsummer by Russell Stewart. Why wouldn't that guy... Like, how good is that song? So good. We would have hyped him so yeah. much. Yeah, oh, the hype train is still going. Yeah. It's still going. Choo-choo. But he's not here. <laughs> he's, not, he's not at the station. You're missing out, man. Yeah, he's missed the train. Yeah. Imagine missing your own hype train. I know. I would be, I'd be cracking the whip on that management yeah. team. Yeah, oh my God. I, I might if send, you're them, listening, I'll send them a copy. If you're listening, just no. <laughs> I'll send them a copy of this interview. <laughs> yeah, like, this, is, this is what, this, this could have been you. This is what you missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet Oliver Music got the spot yeah. instead. <laughs> um, so, you know, I like to ask this question to every guest because, you know, it's affected my life in, insanely, but how has COVID affected your your career? Yeah. Has it derailed it a little bit or not so much? Uh, I don't know. It's I I went into 2020 with a weird mindset anyway. Usually I'm pretty rigid in thinking like, okay, this is what I'm going to do this year and manifesting that. Um, this year I, well, I, I went to Tamworth in January and I was in a competition called Toyota Star Maker. And it was my second time being in that competition and I, I didn't win the competition and that was okay. I wasn't expecting to win, but um, it was a big hurdle for me in, in that I really had wanted to go and compete in that and then um, I didn't really think about what was next. So I came out of that going, okay, what, what do I do now? Mm. Um, and then COVID hit and all of my gigs 
as we were talking about before, mm. live live shows are where the yeah. money is. Yeah, I'll be real. Much, yeah. That's what keeps you going. Um, and being a, a local to McLaren Vale with an abundance of wineries and venues which fill my weekends, mm. uh, having them stripped in, you know, it's like, one it was almost day. overnight. Yeah. It was overnight. I mm. had um, months worth of gigs booked and then they were gone. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I lost my, my day job as well at oh, the same time. No. Um, so, I felt I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. Uh, so, I kind of sat there and was like, well, I'm going to have to do something with this time. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I not that I'd love lost my love for music because uh, I never had. Mm. But playing those live shows um, and being so rigid in your approach and hustling all the time does make it feel like work mm. so to take that away i kind of refound my love and i felt like i had reverted back to that teenager Aww. picking up the guitar and writing songs in my bedroom and i yeah. spend a lot of time writing mm. um now i've got lots of gigs booked up again mm. and things are kind of feeling like normal um but it's made me appreciate mm. those opportunities uh more so than ever before yeah, oh, that's fantastic. So it's good to know that you've got a bunch of songs lined up. Yeah. That's incredible. It's really cool. Uh, but you still released those two singles this year, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. had actually recorded them last year. I ah, think that's okay, the yep. thing with singles. Um, mm. And it's a big investment and you want to pick the right time. Yeah. Um, and you need to, I think social media is such a huge, huge part of um any kind of product launch mm. now and um, you've got, I'm still trying to master it and yeah, trying I'm, I'm to no crack the code. I'm not the best no. at it either. I'm trying to talk to friends that I have who are really good and um, see what I can do going forward. But, um, yeah, I think when you're releasing singles, you've really got to pick your time and um, kind of leave crumbs for your mm. audience to let them know what's coming. Uh, so, yeah. So, is there is there anything new coming? Is there, there anything is. in the works? Yeah, I've speaking of different approach. I think twenty twenty, not to sound cliche, but it's been a bit of a blessing, <laughs> <laughs> a blessing for me in the sense that yeah, I've taken a different approach. Um, I've written all these songs, and you know, usually I would go and uh, send my songs over to a producer in Sydney, who would then go and um, make a bass track, send them over to Nashville. We'd record the track, they'd send it back. I'd fly to Sydney, do the vocals. Mm. That's not very cost effective, no. um, and it's not very personal either. No, I no, am a control freak, yeah, so it's a little giving bit, a little bit commercial, isn't it? Very commercial. Yeah. Giving your baby to someone else mm. to make make it what mm. it is is yeah, it's it's cool. It really is cool. Um, but I thought no, I need to get back to the roots. So mm. I found a producer in Adelaide. His name is um, Jethro. He does. Not country stuff. I'd always go with country <laughs> producers. So it was a big dive in the deep end. But he does a lot of stuff. Um, it's kind of alternative Triple J kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he only lives at Parkholm. So oh, just easy. down the road. And yeah. uh, I've been working with him. And because it's live studio time, it's like, okay, what are we going to do today? I yeah. don't know. This is what I've written. Um, let's see what we create. Oh. So that's going to hopefully come out maybe next year. And mm, That must yeah. feel a bit more organic as well, so doing it that way. More. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, the, as I said, the love for it comes mm. out. And it's uh, the other day, it's so embarrassing, but I was in there and I don't think he saw, but he played this lick on his guitar to one of my songs and I like kind of teared up a little bit I'm like oh my god that sounded amazing you just took my baby to this new level that yeah. I couldn't have taken it myself and I'm watching it in real time uh, and that's so unique yeah, yeah. wow um so we might play one of your songs mm. in just a bit uh, so we're gonna play blame it on the song is there a story behind this one at all or is it just yeah just a bit of fun 
It's it is the story is that it's a little bit of fun. Mm. Usually, I tend to find myself writing songs that are pretty melancholy. Yeah, but heartbreak, boys, you know, stuff me around yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's that's my vibe. Um, but this song is just a little more lighthearted. It's yeah, about I, it's, a, it's a real bop as well. It's quite oh, upbeat. Thank you. It's got a. I am a real blues fan, mm. and not that it's totally blues, but it's got those influences in there. Um, and it's just about kind of meeting someone and. Going, you know what? I don't know where this is going to go, mm. but let's just, you know, go with the flow. Yeah, and, all right, um, let's go. Let's, yeah, let's jump straight in. Blame so it on the song. Bla- Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, this is my name is Juliet Oliver. This is Blame It on the Song. You're listening to the Bump Out on your Tribe FM.
was Julia Oliver with her song, Blame It On The Song, and we have her in the studio. Yay. So, <laughs> I found out during that little number. That was great. Great tune, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. should be very proud. Thank um, you. You're in a Fleetwood Mac band. I am. Why is this only coming up now? This should have been the cancel the Julia Oliver show. I no know. offense, but like. It's a bit like that. Like pretending to be, <laughs> well, so I'm in a six-piece band. Mm. We started off, we're just all local musos and we've gotten each other's numbers through just like various gigs and the main guy, Brian, he lives on this cool property in Maslin Beach and he's got this shed which he's converted into a studio. Mm. He calls it the saloon. Oh. He is the, a manager at Paxton Wines so he's got an abundant supply of alcohol which is a tick. Uh, and he invited us all up for a jam session one night the six of us were up there we're all sitting around and we're like hey so what should we what should we play and you know Fleetwood Mac everyone likes Fleetwood yeah so, I've never met anyone that's gone Ugh, and if you don't Mac, like Ugh. Fleetwood Mac how what's wrong with, what's you? Wrong with it you so know many yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so we we're playing like back-to-back Fleetwood Mac songs and we kind of all just looked at each other and we're like hey, I think this is a winner you know there's so many venues around here wineries imagine you're sitting there, you've got a glass of Savvy B or a nice Shiraz, mm, yeah, summer yeah. day, looking out, listening to live Fleetwood Mac yeah, songs. incredible. It's but a winner. It's quite a trend. It's quite a trend. I've worked mm. on, I can't count how many ABBA tribute shows I've mixed sound for. That's a real big one. Yeah. And the thing ABBA is, you sure. can have like three ABBA guys, like three ABBA like groups come through in like, like week after week, mm. like back to back, and they will all sell out. That's it's what's incredible. wild about it. Like, yeah. they do so well. I guess people just love the songs, mm. don't they? And, mm. um, yeah, it's the coolest thing. Like, I'm I'm Stevie Nicks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, – I am obsessed with pretending to be Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I've spent so much of my uh, JobKeeper income on just Stevie <laughs> Nicks outfits. <laughs> the amount of bell sleeves that are in my wardrobe right now is out of control. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Um, but there's this band called Lost Woods who I'm having in on the okay. 18th. And uh, they did exactly the same thing. So they they did a Radiohead every fringe. Wow, cool! Every fringe they do, they turn into a cover band. Yeah, they're Radiohead this year. See, fringes like we are so lucky to have the mm. damn fringe. Oh, second biggest in the world. I was like, I need to do a Taylor Swift tribute show, oh, like a solo. That would sell. Yeah, I'm thinking like just me, guitar, yeah. Taylor Swift songs, because yeah. all the girls, all the young girls, will be you know They'll flooding. Be all over it. They'll be all <laughs> There's over money it. in it. Would that would that Hannah Montana wig? Would that suit or how different okay, were their hairstyles? Don't, 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 don't even get right, the idea right, of a <laughs> Meet Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana tribute show <laughs> featuring me. <laughs> no. uh, um, so, yeah, we'll go to a couple of songs. My dad actually requested this next song, um, but I already lined up all these songs. And then dad came home the other day after walking the dog. He was like, oh, Cameron, can, you, can I make a request? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And he was like, can you play a Beatles song? I was like, I'm pretty sure I've already got one in the playlist. Back off, Dad. I know yeah, music. I, I, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've got some Beatles in there. He's like, he's like, oh, what song have you got? And I looked it up. And as I was looking it up, he was like, can it be Here Comes the Sun? That's what the exact song I put on. Meanwhile, Dad's like looked at your playlist yeah, before. Yeah, he just trying to be, yeah. Just trying to be cool. I thought we had like this psychic link. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got a few classics coming up. Sorry, Dad, for calling them classics, but, you know, that's they, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Call so, it how you see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You're with Julia Oliver. My name's Cameron. You're listening to The Bump Out on your Tribe FM. This is The Beatles. And we're back on the bump out with Julia Oliver and myself, Cameron Johnston. How are we doing tonight? 
We are living the dream. So, up there, we had the Beatles with Here Comes the Sun. We have Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. And after that, we had a personal favorite of mine, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. I think today was a real Kokomo kind of day. It totally was. I'm sad I didn't even get to the beach. Oh, I went there. I, I went down today. I went Ooh. down about one o'clock. The, gl- oh, the water. It was like glass so nice. today. It was so clear. Yeah. Like weirdly clear and so blue. I think it's getting bluer. We live literally in the best place in the world. I reckon we do. Uh, so many people talk bad stuff about Adelaide. Yeah. Why? We we trump everyone else in beaches. Yep. We have wine. We have hills. And we're not even biased. That's the other thing. <laughs> not at all biased. Not at all born and raised. <laughs> um, so, as I'm sure you know with all of my guests, I love for them to pick a song because it, it broadens my... Music mm. horizon. So what are you what did you what did you bring in this week? I've picked a song by Conan Gray called Comfort Crowd. Conan is literally this little eighteen year old powerhouse. Uh he started off and this shames me because I'm never about like the the little like boy band kind of guys who started on YouTube and made made their way up in the fame world. But he did. But he is the one of the craziest songwriters that I've ever listened to. Really? Uh, he's insane. I envy him so much. If you have a sec, just like go and listen to his latest record. It's so good. Um, the, and listen to the bass line in this song. His verses, his chorus. Oh, sweet. Do you want to take us in? I would love to. This is Comfort Crowd by Conan Gray. You're listening to Bump Out on your Tribe FM. Holdings getting heavy. You're listening to the Bump Out on your Tribe FM. That was awesome. Thank you. That was a really good choice. That's quite I wish nice. it was my own song. Yeah. All right. Well, we have played your music. We have played your music. <laughs> Step aside. You your just, time's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to keep on making more. You keep yeah. on making it. We'll keep oh, on playing. We try. We try. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank That's you so much for having me. My first podcast. Yeah. I've loved it. Yeah. So, of course, those of you that don't know, you can get this podcast. This will be uploaded tomorrow. And you can get it at the Bump Out Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I use Spotify. That's what I use. And if you go to the Tribe FM website and go to my show and click on it, it will take you to the Spotify page, which is a handy little, handy little tip that just got added. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, up next, we've got. Uh, new music by Ballpark Music. Uh, this is called. This is a track called Spark Up. You're listening to the Bump Out on your Tribe FM. <laughs> 